I am a Salem campus pastor. It's my privilege to worship with you this morning and also last Sunday. So I am so glad to be here with you and share a few words. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are here and you love us. So we come this morning to encounter the living Christ who is the light, who is the eternal light. Come and speak to us. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit and power. Anoint your beloved sons and daughters who are here, who are watching through the online. Would you speak to each person? So may we encounter the living Christ in our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we are finishing up the Christmas light series. For the last four weeks, you have heard about Christ light. Jesus is the light of life, he is the light of eternity, and he is the light of the world. He is the, the light. His light gives life, gives us life. So what about the followers of Christ? What does Jesus say about us? Jesus said, we are the light of the world, and you are the light of the world. Throughout the New Testament, the followers of Jesus are called to be the light in the darkness. So this morning, we are going to read the well-versed the portion of the Sermon on the Mount from the Gospel of Matthew. This is a very familiar text, and even Sunday school children, they memorize this passage. They can even sing. If I were a good singer, I could sing for you. Maybe Danny can sing for us, but I can. But I can read. So... This is the light of mine. I am going to let it shine. Let, let us become like, um, let it shine. Jesus is the light. I am going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. If I can read it, I can even sing it, right? <laughs> so um, let us become like a little children today and unpack its meaning. You know it, you heard it, but may the Holy Spirit speak to us as we unpack this passage in a new way. I do trust the Spirit of God is here working with us today. And as we read together, as I read and ponder and listen, may the Lord speak to you in a fresh way. And he will. Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your God in heaven. This setting is in Galilee, a fishing town. The crowds, including the disciples of Jesus Christ, they came to Jesus. They were humble and lowly people who came to him. When Jesus saw the crowds, he sat down and taught them about the blessing in the kingdom of heaven. And then after he teaching about the blessing of the blessed life, he talked about their responsibility 
responsibility of becoming the citizen of the kingdom of God. The verse 14, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You refers to the crowds. It's not only select few disciples. It's about to, to young and old, male, female. It's followers of Christ. It's the, for the faith community. You, we are the light of the world. The you are the light of the world is a metaphor. This is a, I am the light of the world. Did you see any light in here? Did you see light in Denny's? No, it's a metaphor. It is used for teaching that brings enlightenment to listeners' heart. The metaphor helps us to understand the deep meaning of the text in the Bible, such as light. The light exists to reveal something. It is to be seen. It is not to put away. It's not to hide away. The but to shine. So that's the purpose of light. Purpose of the light is to reveal. And how interesting it is that Jesus talks about the city on a hill right after he said about you are the light. You see the picture of beautiful Santorini. It's one of the beautiful cities, I think, in the world. But the city on the hill, can you hide the city on that hill? If they want to hide the city, they could build it in, the, in a cave, right? In ancient times, however, cities were built on hilltops for protection and air circulation. However, the cities on a hill cannot be hidden. Likewise, it is with the Christians. It is with our lives. We cannot be hidden. Christians are meant to have a visible impact to those around us. We are not to live in secret, not to be hidden from the world. The person of light, person of light are meant to be a beacon in the night. We are here to shine for others. There's one exception, however, the house churches. Like churches who are in the Middle East, in certain parts of the world they have to hide. They have, house churches have to be hidden for protection. However, they still light. They still shine with Christ's light. So how do we shine? How do we all, what does it look like to shine? We're going to think about how we can shine, right? Before the Salem campus reopened, um, we decided, the people decided to pray for our neighbors by speaking blessing over every household in Mount Washington area and some street in Anderson Township. This is the, one of the ways to express our love for the people in our community. Thus began the pray and go ministry. We set the goal to walk and pray for every family. This is the picture. So one Sunday after the worship service, our pray and go team pray and walk our neighborhood. We say a simple blessing words, God bless this family, bless this household. May their eyes be open to see the love of God in Jesus Christ. When we do not know what to say, we uh, recite the word of God's blessing over every household. And then after we speak blessing over every family and house, we leave a door hanger to let them know that we were here. We pray for you. But we never knock on doors. 
However, when we see people, when our team, when we see people in the street or when sometimes people work in the garden, then we stop, we speak, uh, have a little conversation. We let them know who we are. We are from Anderson Hill in Salem. We are here to bless your family. Is there anything we can pray for you? And a lot of times people say yes. So let me share just a couple of stories that uh, our team have experienced. One Sunday, while we were walking on, on at one, one of the streets, we saw one lady was walking by herself. So we stop and we say, hey, we are f- from Anderson Hills, and we are here to speak blessing over your neighborhood. Is there anything we can pray for you? She suddenly paused and stopped, and she looked up. She said, oh, my goodness. Is this God or what? Because she said, I just uh, received a news from a policeman just came to her house, and telling her that her son was in jail. She did not know what to do. She said, I, was just, I couldn't stay home because I was going crazy. I had to walk out the door and walk in this cold weather. So we stopped, we prayed for her. And then after we were praying, she had tears in her eyes and said, God, this must be God. The God knew her. She was not alone. And God knew her, us to be there to minister to the person who was so broken. One more story. I have a lot more stories, but I will share one more story. So another t- occasion, we were, our team, we were walking. And then, uh, as usual, we blessed this family and blessed this household. And then as we were uh, leaving that uh, driveway walk, somebody from inside the house came out and said, can I help you? We say, we were just coming around, we spoke blessing over your family, God bless you, and God bless this community, your neighborhood. And is there anything we can pray for you? And she said, her family were gathered at her house. She said, actually, we just lost our father yesterday. So we stopped and we prayed for her and the family. They were, it's like, wow, God, we needed this prayer. So we never knew what God was going to do. We happen to be there to minister to uh, the family who I need. So by the grace of God, as of last week in December, we walked and blessed over 6,286 homes. You see the map? The red? Yes. So thank, thank Jesus. Um, it's like a, the red streets, the house we cover, it took us about 18 months. We didn't have a big, giant team, but we persevered. We walked by the grace of the Lord. And somebody, I think one of you asked me, when I shared this story, some of you asked me, so, Suli, because of this, did you have lots of people coming to Salem campus? And I said, not yet. (laughs) I said, we plant the little seeds on Mount Washington area. We are little lights of Christ walking around the neighborhood by speaking the word of life, word of blessing over family and people we do not know. But someday, God will. So although we have not seen a great harvest yet, we learn to pray for our neighbors. We learn to persevere. We learn to be united doing good deeds for the people. And one gentleman who has been walking with a team, he said, one day we were walking together and I asked him, would you praise, would you speak out loud, bless this family? And he said, I don't do that. 
I don't, he said, I don't like to pray out loud. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. I said, you can try. I'm not going to judge you. That's how we learn. You got to practice it in order for you to learn. He said, okay. So he did. Guess what? After six months later, he's coming to the prayer group every, every Monday morning. <laughs> so God is doing amazing things. And one thing we know, we walk by, not walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Trusting God's goodness. And we did one week at a time, one studio at a time, until we reached 6,300 homes. And our team, we had a very interesting dynamic. Anybody can join, extrovert, introvert, young and old, even somebody who had a, like a knee surgery month, uh, sometime in November. She said, I cannot walk, but I can drive. I said, sure. So she drove. And then her partner sat in the passenger seat, and she blessed over certain homes, certain streets we cannot walk because there was no sidewalks. But and yet we still drove by and we spit blessing over every household. And one uh, earlier season, the Danny is our musician, right? He sings, he leads choir, but he walked with us by faith, blessing every household. So anybody can do this. Anyone who loves the Lord, who wants to see God's glory and want to plant the seed, we can do this together. So we shine for those who are living in our community and also for those living in our homes. But whatever we do, we do it without complaining or arguing. Our light shines by what we say and what we do without complaining, without fussing. And I remember when I look back, our team, for the 18 months, no one complained. I thought, that's a miracle, right? Nobody complained about anything. And they were just to persevere and did it, did it. So it's like a similar to what we're going to read in Philippians chapter 2, 14 through 15. Paul tells us, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless, pure children of God without fault in a crooked, depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. We shine like stars in the universe not by doing great, amazing achievement, by not complaining or arguing. Isn't that interesting? The simple things we do, we shine light amazingly. So what is accepted in our society may not be ideal for the followers of Christ. What is normal for other people, non-believers, it's not normal for children of God. In other words, we need to be counter-cultural. We don't have to follow the majority. When we watch the news and disagree with certain issues and politicians, that irritates you, right? I'm sure some of you have been irritated. I have too. But this, at the same time, when we watch it, we intentionally speak blessing over that person, blessing over the situation. That's not normal, but that's countercultural. That's how we live the life of Christ. So we speak blessing over certain issues. Because most of us do not know the whole picture. We don't have a whole picture. And we speak life in the midst of trouble in the midst of chaos, in the midst of disappointment. If we can able to smile in the midst of troubles, we are living the life of a supernatural. And I think we all need help. I need help. We all need help. Thomas Paine, 
I love what Thomas Paine said. He said, I love a man who smiles in trouble and can gather strength from stress and grow from it by reflection. To me, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's not our natural. Can you smile in the midst of a trouble? But with Christ, we can do it. We can grow in Christ. Being positive and praying for those who are different from us is countercultural. When the world is shaking, right now it's shaking, the world is shaking, but it is the greatest time for Christians to shine. But how? Jesus tells us how we can do this. In Matthew chapter 5, he says, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who are different from you. We pray for our enemies. We speak the word of, encourage, word of encouragement to everyone also, not only in the street, not only we bless people we may not know, but people, everyone in the house. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what Jesus said, everyone in the house. And I feel convicted. I say, oh, everyone in the house? I don't always, we don't always live like this, right? But, and because in reality, letting our light shine in the house to those who are very close to us can be more challenging. Day in, day out. But, and how easy, how easy it would be for us to encourage, speak the word of life to people we are not very close to us. But Gary Chapman, Gary Chapman, the author of Five Love Languages, he wrote this. He said, we use the words to hurt those who are most close to us. Sometimes we can be more compassionate and understanding with the people we are not very close to us. We tend to be more critical to those whom we love in the house. In the house of God, in our, everyone in our homes. I love when Dr. Raymond, uh, Larry Raymond, he used to be in my Sunday school class uh, two, about two years ago. And this, um, and he, I love what he said because he, this is, Larry is the intelli intelligent man. He reads Bible back to back. He knows the word, but he say, I love to, I would try to live by what my mother taught me when I was a little boy. I said, so what did your mother tell you? He said, my mother told me, if you don't have anything to say nice, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. It takes practice to develop a good habit of speaking words of encouragement in order to build up one another. I need to practice it. We need to be intentional. We need each other to move forward. So let's practice together. This can be done. This can be one of our new resolutions in 2022. God help us. In Ephesians chapter 4, 29, the Paul tells us, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. This does not mean we have to be superficial. It does not mean we need to pretend. It does not mean we have to be phony all the time. Rather, it means we learn to speak in truth in love with the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, who helps us. And the good news is, when we failed, we all fail at some point. When we fail, there is no judgment, there is no, no condemnation in Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. The light of Christ dwells in us. The Emmanuel God is with us. The Holy Spirit God lives in us. And we are here together to strengthen one another. And the Lord who is here with us, the Holy Spirit who lives in us, He's the one who empowers us so we can shine for others. We can shine for others in the house of the Lord. We can shine for the people outside the church wall. We can shine for everyone in the house with God's help. For shining for others is unavoidable. Unavoidable for the followers of Jesus Christ. The light of a Christian is to shine, not egotistically, but naturally by the Holy Spirit. The light illuminates through our good deeds and words, which develop our characters, thereby causing us to act in becoming more like Jesus Christ. This is the power of the gospel. The Christmas Eve, Pastor John shared the gospel. He said, when Christ is in us, we say we want more of Jesus. When Christ comes in us, there's no choice. We'll be changed. He's going to change us. He's going to transform us, but with the light of Christ. If we, if we only do good works without sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are not much different than social agency. I'm not putting down social agency because they do great works. But we are called to shine with word and good deeds through the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Paul tells us in Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. Everyone who believes. The gospel has power. And Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy, he said, never be ashamed to tell others about the Lord. Don't be embarrassed telling others about Jesus Christ. We are here to shine for others. But ultimately, so what? What for? It is always good to ask, what for? So that you may see, so that they, they may see your good deeds and glorify God who is in heaven. Glorify God who is in us. Glorify God is the main purpose of our existence. We do all this. The point, not only we come close to the Lord, but point people to Christ. Light never meant to point to itself. It's all about praising God. It's all about glorifying God. Jesus glorified God, the Father, in all he did, in all, everything he taught, all his life, all his life, throughout his life, he glorified God, the Father. He raised the dead. He changed water to wine. And people, whether they liked him or not, they say, wow, they glorify God. When he cast out demons, people say, wow, they must be God. They glorify God. Every good work he did, people gave glory to God. So do we. Whatever we do, we are pointing people to Christ. And we are here to glorify God. And some people do not know the Lord, but they will see God through this church, through us, through you, through me. Because the Bible tells us, Jesus tells us, 
You are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. So light exists to shine in the places of darkness and chaos and fear and loneliness. As we receive the Christ's light, as Christ transforms us by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the mission statement of our church. Who can memorize this mission statement? The mission statement of Anderson Hill is, we exist to glorify, we exist. The purpose of this church is to exist to glorify God and produce fully devoted followers of Christ. So every time we gather together to worship on Sunday morning and Bible study and Domino Effect, whatever we do, when you serve, pray for people, we are growing in Christ. We are devoting ourselves to become more like Christ so that through us, not only individually, but as, as a body of Christ, so we glorify God. That's who we are. That's our identity. Together in 2022, how about let us continue to do good work, speak the words of encouragement for one another, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the power of the gospel for the glory of the Lord. I want to close my word, the sharing message with a blessing word. This is the word, um, the, probably most of you do know in your heart and memorize it, but I want to speak. We talk about the word of life, so I want to speak word of life. I want to speak the word of a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord, amazing God, turned his face towards you and give you peace. Give you peace so you can be the people of peace everywhere you go, whether you go out in the street, whether you are at a home, together we can share the peace of Jesus Christ with the people who are lonely, who are broken, who are lost. So as you receive this word of a blessing, this is the last Sunday in 2021, I want you to really soak it in these words of a blessing because God's word has power. May the Holy Spirit just penetrate such a way that this word become part of you and you believe it. Not only you believe it, I want you to speak the word of a blessing to your loved ones, your friends, everywhere you go, so that they too can receive God's blessing. Let us, let us pray. Thank you, God, for loving us. Thank you, God, for blessing us. We received your love. We received your blessing, oh God. Help us to believe it and ponder it and dream it and speak it to every person we will meet from this day forward. God, together we want to bring, we want to speak blessing over our family members, God. Think about your family members. Think about your friends who do not know the Lord, who may need a blessing. Call their names in your heart while your lips say the blessing word for them. God, hear their prayers. As we lift our loved ones, as we call our friends and relatives and families who need God's peace and blessing, God, hear their prayers, O oh Lord. Let them 
receive God's blessing. Let them encounter the living Christ such a way. And oh God, we pray for the people in our community. We pray for our nation. We pray for the people in our city. God, we speak blessing and love of the Lord be upon our community and our nation. Together, O oh Lord, for this, year, this coming year, may the Anderson Hills, both the campuses, be the light in the broken and hurting world so they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. O oh God, may it be so by the power of your Holy Spirit, so we, all we do, O oh Lord, we want to glorify your name. Hallelujah. Amen.